Welcome to Dave and Nisi Always No Explanation, episode number two. Number one is in the books. And how are you doing, Nisi? I'm good. I'm I'm good and great. You're beautiful as always. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do women like to be told that they're beautiful even though that the guy has said it every single time? Um, I think we do. There was actually a trend on TikTok going and the woman was saying, uh, I'm going to count how many times this week my husband or my boyfriend tells me that I'm beautiful. And it was so sad because like all the trends was like the guy wouldn't say it once in the entire week. And then so it was to show that like women want to be told they're beautiful like or that they're gorgeous. That's something that we need. And so I know some people could be like, oh, well, you already know you're beautiful. I don't need to say that. But it's like, no, we want to hear that. So no, I do appreciate when you tell me I'm beautiful. Do you want to hear that you're handsome? I don't care. You don't care. Well, you're very handsome. Well, thank you. You're welcome, Daddy. (laughs) One of the things I think about guys is they don't really care about that. Some do. Do you think some guys care about that? Yeah, well, you know about the five love languages, which I love, and one of them is words of affirmation. So some people really do need that reassurance, like you're handsome, you're smart, you're a hard worker, and then other people, and we know yours isn't words of affirmation, so that's why probably you don't really care. Mine's is just like, thank you and please. Those are the only three words. That's not a love language, sweetie. (laughs) Please, thank you. No, yours was was touch, I think. Touch and Mm. giving things. Yes. Is it? It was the same thing. Mine's quality time and touch. That's what it was the same thing. Yeah, I think you got the same as me because we're twins. Kind of twins. <laughs> but today we're going to talk about a documentary we watched. It's on Netflix <laughs> right now. We're not plugging the documentary. We're not plugging Netflix, but it's just something we watch. And you usually don't watch documentaries, but it I pe- don't. But I fell asleep and I woke up and he was watching this and it immediately caught my attention. And I haven't finished it, but I. He said it was only three episodes, but I've watched three and it's still not done. Oh, I thought it was finished. It's not done. I, I For the first time, I'm the one that left because yeah. I was like, all right, this is getting... I, I forced get myself story. to turn it off last night because I needed to go to bed and wake up for work, but I'm not done with it. I oh, I thought you finished it. No, they captured him and he's in jail, but I still Okay, just know. spoiler alert. We're, we're There's going to be some spoilers if you haven't watched it. It's the one on Warren Jeffs, the fundamental... Latter-day Saints, FDLS, I believe it is. and He was a creeper. Well, he's still alive. <gasps> he is? See, I didn't finish it. She's going to have some spoilers for it. Mm. But one of the things, I mean, it was a big, big case, right, that happened. Wait, can you tell them why you already know the ending? Because he never finishes the documentary or the series. He always just skips ahead and reads. No, I, I do finish documentaries. Did series, you finish series I'll, t- I don't care about TV shows, so I'll, I'll read about this it. This was a documentary, though. Did you finish it? No, I won't. See, I you just it. went and read. Because I already knew what happened. But what's I already, the fun in that? I already knew what happened before. I was just I watched things more for production value. How are they yeah. connecting the interviews? I, I have a much different perspective. So I, I watch for entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know. It's entertainment for me. Fun, fun. So the documentary for those that haven't watched it or don't know the story of Warren Jeffs is he was a leader of the it's they have the Mormons and they, they broke away from the Mormons mm-hmm. to be more fundamentalists, which means polygamy, that they were polygamists. And his dad, Rulon Jeffs, was the one that started this trend, or maybe it was Rulon's dad, but it was one of the grandfathers or dads that started, said, hey, polygamy is something we think it's it's the more wives you have, the... Yeah, they said that you had to have three wives, the bare minimum, in order to make it to heaven, Zion. 
So three wives was the bare minimum. And so men were like when they only had two wives, because the only person who could give you wives was the father. The prophet. Yeah, the prophet. But they call him father. But they think he's like the prophet of God, right? And so he's the only one who can say like, David, Nisi is to be your wife. David, this next girl is to be your wife. And so the only way they could get more wives was by being really good and like obeying the word of God or whatever. And so, um, yeah, continue. And one of the things with Rulon, that's Warren's dad, was they said that he wasn't going to die which was anytime it's a human being and they say, hey, guess what? This person's not going to die. It throws things off when they actually die. Yeah, it was literally like they said, the prophet does not die. What happens is he gets younger and comes back in a younger form. So then these people, they see him die and a new person rise and take a spot and they still just follow him blindly. It's like he wasn't supposed to die. He died. You saw it. You, you saw him die. Like, why are you still following this? It was clearly a cult. And here's, here's a little bit of context on that was there was another, not prophet or a prophet. They thought he was God or Jesus incarnate was Haley Selassie, which is Bob. And I know this because of, I watched the Bob Marley documentary a few years ago. But it was the Rastafarians believe he was God. He was from Ethiopia. So he flew to Jamaica and other places. So they he, they really thought he was God. And then he died. And they're like, well, what, what happened? So when Rulon died, some of the members, they were actually said they were shaken, right? Yeah, they were confused. And like, I thought he wasn't supposed to die, especially his wives. Because he had like, what, 65, 64 wives? They, said between, they estimated between 60 and 63. And so he had all these wives and they were like, when they saw him die, because right before he died, they called all the wives in there to sing to him. And like, they were so confused because they were like, what the heck? I thought this guy wasn't supposed to die. Like what happens to us? Um, But honestly, this documentary was like so tormentive in a way to watch because I grew up in like Christianity. And so like there was a lot of principles being taught that were true, but had a twist on them. And it just shows like how emergent doctrine and like how people can get caught in that spin of emergent doctrine and then think that they're truly living for something greater than them and think that they're truly on the right path to salvation and they're so far from it and so it was like hard for me to watch because i'm like oh my gosh like all these poor souls like they think that they're serving god they think that they're like gonna make it to heaven and that they're doing like all this great stuff when in reality they're so far from god and so like it was honestly just breaking my heart and i don't know if you saw this part in the documentary but it showed how like he was going to disneyland he was going to football games concerts taking his wife to all these things while telling the people like all that stuff was ungodly and for the gentiles while he was doing it so he wasn't even practicing what he was preaching he was literally just manipulating these people and taking their money they said they were sending him three hundred thousand dollars a week well, a week. But that's because did you you might have missed that part where they used the men for labor and yeah. and even for the big corporations would would purchase things from them and then they would pocket all the money and even the houses that the that the congregants owned they didn't even they had to sell it and put it in the church's name so when they got mad he would just boot them out. So it, it was mm-hmm. they were really they still have money they're still around today which is crazy. And I think one of the things with me is anytime someone says that they're a prophet or they hear the word of God, then, then I'm like, for me, that's a hundred red flags. And when he was saying that even Rulon, I mean, he took on these young wives who didn't know what they were doing. They were betrothed to him when they were how old, like 18, 19. And they said they would have to 
he would touch them and he didn't want they didn't want that to happen yeah that's um that's not 100 red flags for me because obviously the bible talks about how there's going to be false prophets that arise and so just like with anything like the bible says you have to test it up against the word of god so like is what this person is saying in line with the spirit of God, because God can't contradict himself. Right. And so I 100% believe in prophets, nowadays prophets in, um, words from the Lord, things like that. Um, so, but it's so easy. It's not so easy, honestly, if you're truly like seeking Jesus and you're truly have his spirit living within you, because then he'll identify that like what you're doing is not of him because this guy was taking people's kids from them. Right. He was, uh, making little kids get married. He didn't care about an age against their will. Right. That's not the spirit of God. Like God, that's not how God works. Right. So I don't think necessarily that it's like, Oh, you say that you're a man of God, you're a prophet. Therefore, Oh, that's a red flag. And I need to walk away from, you No, but I think you have to discern because a lot of false prophets are out there who are trying to purposely lead people away from God or bring themselves like money or fame and all these things. So well, I was asking about the the weirdness of the because we see differently on that. We can agree to disagree on the prophets. I don't think there's any modern day prophets. Period. I think. That, and I 100 percent think there are. No, I know we're, you just said no, that. No, I know, but I'm saying we're purposely differentiating this between us because, um, obviously, it, for those of you who know me outside of this, I have a Christian account, and so I want to make sure that like what I believe, even though he may say like we're different people, we grew up in different. Um, backgrounds and churches and stuff and so um he doesn't believe in prophets i 100 percent do and so i know but i just want to make sure that that's clear on that go ahead <laughs> no but we heard you loud and clear good so we can agree to disagree but my my whole point was there's these girls that are betrothed to him the prophet mm -hmm. and they were scared they didn't want to be touched by him and, and yet they had to go through it so for me is trying to put myself in the shoes of that individual where you're being forced to do something that you don't want to do. And to me, that's wrong on, on so many other levels as far as it's one thing to yell at someone when they cut you off. But it's another thing to take advantage of a young girl. And not only that, but their parents would purposefully do that. And for 20 this was in the 2000s. Like mm -hmm. this wasn't. Yeah, this wasn't like ancient times. This was literally recent per se. But what what was interesting was like Rulon. You thought he was a bad guy. I mean, he he was a bad guy in in my mind, in my opinion, as far as like what he did, what he stood for. But then his son comes along, and now you have a monster. This guy was doing things that his his dad wouldn't have even done. Yeah, well, that's something they said in the documentary too. Some of the people who were there from day one, they were saying how like it kept like getting worse and worse with every new prophet, things started to change. Um, and so, yeah, this guy, um, the second guy, what was his name? Uh, Warren, Warren, he literally told them like, oh, the end of the world is coming and he made them sell all their stuff and move. And then of course the end of the world didn't come, right? Because the Bible says no one's going to be able to predict that, right? It's going to come like a thief in the night. And so he like went beyond what his father did because he truly thought like he was God, really, you know? So, um, yeah, it was just interesting. And I think what the crux of what we wanted to talk about is actually polygamy because that was the thing that they use. Obviously, they went far off just multiple wives, right? It's one thing to be a polygamist. Okay, this is a guy. I want to marry you. She says yes. I want to marry you. She says yes. I want to marry you. They went far beyond that. And, and that's something that we 
we just talked about right now, which we definitely know it's wrong. And, and the Wait, guys, you lo- know, a side note really quick in college, I had to take a rhetorical argument class. Is that what it's called? What's it called? Rhetoric, rhetorical argument, I Rhetoric. think. And, um, I had to argue for polygamy, like why it should be around. And then the other people had to argue why it shouldn't be around. So that was an interesting. And how did you argue that it should be around? Um, I think we ended up going after the, um, marriage altogether and saying that there shouldn't, that marriage is just like a social construct and this and that. And they didn't see it coming. So we ended up winning that argument, but it's just interesting. Like when I think of polygamy, I go back all those years to when I took that class and had to uh, argue for well, it. What was interesting for me is there was a, a teacher an elder that I would meet with. And then he was on point for almost everything. For some reason, polygamy came up and I, I don't know why. And he said he didn't believe in the Bible. It was explicitly clear that polygamy was wrong. He said, David had multiple wives. Solomon had multiple wives. Judah just went on. And I said, Are I you used, think he didn't believe it was wrong. He didn't think it was wrong. And I brought up oh, the, okay. I brought up the scripture that where a man's supposed to leave his parents to be with a one, one, a woman. It doesn't say women. He also, Jesus said the same, talked about the same thing about a man and his wife. And it never says there's no pluralities. Mm-hmm. And I know some people want to read between the lines and say, well, no, it's not there. So it's still plausible. And here was his argument or not argument. This is what he believed. He thought, well, he believed one, there, there are more women than men on the planet. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. The women outnumber men, but he's, he was saying, well, say you're married to someone and there's another woman that needs to be taken care of. Like maybe she's a widow or she needs to be taken care of. She can't take care of her of herself as a man. He said, if he could take care of that person. Yeah. He's a pervert. <laughs> Did you write him off? He, that was our last session. See, that's the scary part because what happens when they say nine things, right? And then they come in with that one that's like way out there. And that I would say would touch upon your salvation. You know how there's some topics that like they don't affect your salvation. If he's going around telling people, it's, it's no, he okay. wasn't going around. I know what I'm saying. This. If he tells someone in his congregation, it's okay to have multiple wives and they go and marry multiple wives. That could affect their salvation. Well, it, it, I'm not defending him, but he told me to keep this to myself and he actually use a, a scripture verse. So I didn't never mention his name. I never told anyone, but for me, him telling me that it was, you're dealing with something that, maybe you should bring up to God. But as far as polygamy goes, I, I still, yeah, in theory, you know, to the average guy out there, like, yeah, I, I want multiple girls. That's cool. I'm like, but from a biblical standpoint, and even from the United States, it's, it's illegal to have multiple wives. Yeah, but you could go other places, right? Wasn't this, this documentary in Utah that we watched? Well, they actually outlawed it. But remember what they were doing was they would put their different names on the marriage certificates. Yeah, and go into the middle of nowhere. But my point is that like you were able to like go within yourself and be like, okay, no, I know that's against the Bible, right? But even with this Warren guy, like not everything he said was completely false. He had some truths. And that's what makes it so hard with false teachers and false prophets is that they say they slip in a little bit of truth and then that you're trusting them now and you're like, okay, they showed me that scripture. That's what the Bible says. And then they take you off over here and you're just following them blindly. And that's why like, you can't put your faith in any man on this earth. You have to trust like in the word of God and in God, because the minute that you put a person above the Bible, you're going to fall off track. And so it's awesome that you, you were able to be like, this guy's a wacko, right? But some people may have been like, hmm, 
The well, pastor you said you can't do it. But the thing is, when you think back to biblical times, and this is where I'm going to go into scripture a bit, is I came up reading the Old Testament, right? So David had multiple wives. He actually killed Uriah the Hittite to get Bathsheba. So, the, and then you have Solomon who had 700 wives and 300 concubines. Con- a thousand women. I'm like, holy smokes. There was a lot of stuff happening in the Old Testament, though, that is like they were stoning people if you fornicated. So we're not going to use that as an example. Like just because something happened in the Old Testament doesn't mean that like God wanted that or that he's OK with that, which is clearly why we have a new law. Right. Because like like I said, people were stoned for sleeping with another person. We're not going to like try and use that. Oh, it's OK to stone someone for fornicating because they did it in the Old Testament. Like, no. Well, here I'm just going to play devil's advocate on the other side. There are more women in on the planet than men. Correct. What if there's, let's just say, for example, there's five guys and 10 women. All 15 want to get married. So the five guys go with the five women. They get married. There's five women left over. Mm-hmm. And they really, really want to be married. They don't think it's their gift to be single. What do they do? Uh, something I want to point out about polygamy is that these women were being forced to marry these guys no woman in their right mind is going to sit there and be like oh yeah i want to go with that guy who already has five women who already has a woman that is something that they were being forced to do nowhere in that video when we were watching this video they were giving a bunch of like these women were saying their testimonies of how they were scared they didn't want to do it they were in love with another person not one of those women was like yeah oh my gosh i really wanted that guy who had 10 girls so it's like you guys guys want to sit here and be like oh well if we can take care of them like we don't need you to take care of us but there are some women that, we're not, that would want to be no. with No. I've seen it. Okay, it's a newer thing. It's in the minority, but the majority of women do not want a man that has multiple No, I know, women. but I'm saying I'm playing I'm playing devil's advocate of saying and I'm okay, responding say to your five, devil's advocate play. Say there's five that want to get married. What do they do though? They wait around for another guy to come. No woman is that desperate. I'll tell you something. I will never be that desperate to the point where I want my man to have multiple women. I'd rather stay single for the rest of my life than be with a man who has multiple women. And I think I speak for a lot more women than just me on that. I would agree. Like most people don't want to share. Devil's advocate. But there's people that want to share. And I'm just saying okay, that. Okay, yeah, there's a couple wackos out there. But that doesn't speak for the Do you think it should be illegal women. though? Yes. 100% it should be illegal. Polygamy should be illegal. Yes. You know how, okay, we know how sexually like diseases are transmitted, right? And like that also, like we can talk on so many topics of why that is wrong. Well, I'm just you, you jealousy, doing like envy, this this like, topic because there's so many things that are legal in the United States, right? And I believe that polygamy is going to come up next soon. But I just like I don't justify gay marriage or um, people sleeping with children as adults. Like I'm not going to justify polygamy either. Yes, our world's going to okay it, and it's already going there because I've been seeing all this stuff on Snapchat and TikTok. Love is love. These are my two boyfriends. These are my five girlfriends. We all live together. We all take turns with each other. Like yeah. That's where the perversion is going. That's where the craziness is going. We're going to get there. But like that doesn't make it okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think that... I'm just looking at that, comparing it to other things that are legalized. Like, for example, did you know in Oregon last year, they passed a law that made all hard drugs legal? So cocaine's legal. I believe it. Heroin. That's why so many people are losing their marbles. Well, that's that's a whole nother topic. It's it's all about perversion, sickness, doing whatever you want, following your heart's desires. That's where the world's headed. Okay. And we're already almost there. Like I told you, all over TikTok, you see these love is love and these people in like seven people relationships. And I'm not talking about, oh, we're friends. They're sleeping together, all seven of them. 
they're doing it together in one room. They're doing it, me and you, you and him. Like that, we're already there, basically. But orgies is not something that's new. This has been going around. No, but I'm telling you that they're already doing polygamy. All they're trying to do is push the getting it legalized to be married, but they're already having relationships where there's seven girls, two guys. That's already here. Now they're just trying to get it legalized. So I'm not going to be surprised at all when they say polygamy, now you can get married. I'm going to be like, okay, duh. Because that's what people want. They want to follow their desires. So I wonder if there's any countries right now where it's legal. I'm not sure if there are. I'm or sure there are. Maybe. Probably. Maybe not. We'd have to look that up. But it just seems as if, well, the documentary, again, it went into different pockets. Polygamy was one of the things, was the, I would say, the nucleus. But then you had all these subplots with age and people being forced to do things and then it got into money and then yeah and it, it just was, added on it was i'm not saying i'm a feminist right but it was definitely anti-feminist in the sense that like it was like woman shut up do what your man says like he wants to force himself on you go let him force himself on you like it was all about the man 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 the only way you're going to get to heaven is to um, follow your man is to submit to your man and so it really like completely took away a woman's voice um, in that whole environment, which was just, it was so sad. Like the whole time I was like pervert, pervert, like all those guys were just perverts. Like they didn't care about women's emotions. They didn't care about their feelings. They literally treated them as objects. It literally compared them to what cattle. And it literally had cows in the back. Like, and it was like, these people see women as cattle. They groom them, they raise them and then they get, get rid of them. Like, it's so sad. But I've heard, and then there's a other argument where I've heard people say, that if you put two people together, and I've heard Christian people say this, where if one Christian person, man, was to give, was given the hand of a woman, a girl, woman, girl, whatever, of age, then even though they don't love each other, they don't know each other, they should be at some point compatible and love each other because that's what they used to do in the old times. Okay, but I'm not. That happens with time. Like this, you. Someone coming and saying, my dad giving me to you and saying, you know what? You're marrying David. I've never met David. Um, give me time. You would have liked me. But trying to force yourself on me the night of when I'm a child who doesn't even know what that is. Like, that's just wrong. Period. Well, we're saying someone of age, not a child. Even someone of age. These girls didn't know about sex. They didn't know about any of these things. And so you're grabbing an 18-year-old who, who they took all the sex stuff out of the textbooks. They ripped them out with a razor, right? And you're putting this girl who knew nothing about that, literally nothing, and telling her to do that. It doesn't matter if she's 18, 24, or 6. Like, she didn't know what it was. And now you're forcing yourself on her. She's already scared. She's already uncomfortable. Like, that's unacceptable. You're like, yes, let her fall in love. Teach her. Let, 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 let your love grow. But to force yourself on her? Unacceptable. Do you think he should have gotten the death penalty? 100%. Well, I don't know about the death penalty, but I think that he should definitely be in jail. Is he still in jail? Yeah, he's in prison. He's That's not good. He's not getting out. They gave him something like 90 years. Utah threw some counts out, but Texas is where they got him. And I think Arizona as well. So he, he's not getting out. Yeah, but what's I think interesting that- is like his brothers are still out that helped him become an accomplice and they got probation, but they still have a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. Like that's not going away. No, I think he's a very dangerous man and he should definitely be kept away. Are you going to finish the documentary? I am definitely going to finish the documentary. Um, and probably today. 
<laughs> but like I said, it was like so grieving to me because I grew up in church. And so, so many of the concepts were real. They were genuine, but he was just putting a twist on them. And it honestly just put a fire in me. Cause I'm like, there's a lot of people under emergent doctrine and they're not under emergent doctrine that bad to where they're like having to marry um, multiple people and this and that. But there's in modern day Christianity, so many things that people are teaching and preaching that are not truly of God. And me being someone who preaches online, like it just put a fire in me, like, oh my gosh, like we need to share the truth of the gospel, right? Because so many people are being pulled away and they don't even know it. And it was breaking my heart. Like me and David kept saying like, how do these people not know what's happening? How do these people not see like this guy's evil, like what he's doing? But it's like, you get so brainwashed and you put so much faith in a person, when your faith should be in God. Um, so I don't know. It just put like a <clears throat> pervert. Is there a different word you want to use? No, they were all perverts. Like, oh my gosh. If you guys have the time, go watch it. Like, it's so sad. It's so sad. And what like grieved me to the core is that he wasn't even living it. He was sneaking off, taking their money, going to concerts, going to strip clubs. They said he was going to strip clubs. He was taking the church's money and doing all these sinful things while telling them that they couldn't even watch TV or they couldn't even like, you know, leave their little camp. So it's like, he was so manipulative and like so evil. He's a creep. I'm mad. Well, how did you feel David? You didn't feel like, like I just wanted to save all those people. It was angering me. They, he was he was sending people to go to his congregation's home in the middle of the night and take their children to Zion. He was taking a bunch of little girls to Zion and then marrying them off to 86 year old men to old men, not taking the parents. He was leaving the parents, just taking little girls to Zion, which is supposed to be like heaven that he was building and grooming these girls that infuriates me. Like, this world is so evil. Like, take us home, Jesus. Like, come, Lord Jesus, come. Like, and this happened in 2002. And, you know, it's it's an old story now, but it's just like. <sighs> no, I mean, that's where it started. That's 2002 is when the, the father, Rulon, died. So that's not when, that's when Warren came in. That I'm going to write a, a letter to Warren. That Repent. Was, that was just the start of it. All right. Well, no more docs for you. What's it called? So if they want to go watch it. It's on Netflix. I don't know the name. It's of called it. Sweet. Um, stay keep sweet. Keep sweet. I'll show you sweet. <clears throat> <clears throat>